Hello and welcome back to Popio with CISO podcast, the place where coffee and cybersecurity meet. I'm Siva, your host, and today we are going to dive into the exciting world of AI in cybersecurity. Joining us is a special guest, Lee Hunter, the APEC CTO of an AI-powered cybersecurity startup called Bridge Security. Together, we'll explore everything from the evolution of AI in cybersecurity to its future, deciphering the real impact from the hype and looking at how it's shaping our digital defenses. So grab your favorite cup of Kopio and let's unravel the world of AI and cybersecurity. Welcome to the show, Hunter. Hey, Siva. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. The pleasure is all mine, Hunter. So, you know, they say every expert was once a beginner. I'm curious about your path in cybersecurity. So, tell me about yourself. Explain how you got into cybersecurity and what do you do now? Well, uh, I don't really consider myself an expert, but um, I started in cybersecurity more than 20 years ago in the field of IT auditing. Thereafter, I moved into uh, security penetration testing. And obviously, throughout the number of years, I did a little bit of uh, different different areas of cybersecurity in building, consulting, GRC, security architecture, and also cloud security. Uh, recently, I moved into a cybersecurity startup focusing in automated vulnerability assessment and penetration testing tools. Right. So you said that more than 20 years ago, you have done IT audit, pen test, GRC, and then you still claim yourself not an expert. Oh, what a humble guy. <laughs> Well, there are a lot of uh, experts in this field, right? So if we claim ourselves an ex- as an expert, I'm afraid that we will limit ourselves and stop learning. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I suppose we after a certain number of years, we can sort of like, you know, claim uh, some level of expertise in our own right. Um, we yeah, should be proud true. of something <laughs> that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That domain is so huge and, you know, is constantly evolving, right? Your expertise will also need to be enhanced, upskilled. So, yeah, you become expert and then after that you have to, you know, it's, it's a continuous um, learning, continuous development, right? Yes, yes. Thanks for that. Yeah. So, Hunter, moving on to the heart of today's discussion, uh, which is AI-powered cybersecurity, whether it's a real deal or marketing fluff, right? So yes. it's really like watching a sci-fi movie uh, becoming reality, isn't it? It's just so sudden, you know, like ChatGPT, it was just at the end of last year and it's sort of like part of our life already, right? Yeah. And and I just came back from one private event where um, there was a company that organized that and then they brought about 10 uh, cybersecurity vendors together. Then they invited some cybersecurity leaders from the industry. Uh, they put them all in one room and they ran a one-day uh, event, basically getting the vendors to showcase their latest cybersecurity solution. And out of the 10, they I say that all 10 claim that they have AI-powered cybersecurity. <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, everyone saying that they have yeah. the silver bullet, right? Finally, yes, you know, we have, we can beat the cyber attackers. So now before we dig deeper, just to set the context, could you highlight the evolution and use cases of AI in cybersecurity that have led us to where we are today? Yeah, yeah thanks. Thanks for sharing, Sina. So like I said earlier, it's like the AI bandwagon right now. Right? You know, 
it's used to be in the past it was a plug bandwagon and then now everything is AI. So back to your question earlier with regards to the evolution of AI, um, personally I believe that um, AI has been already been in use in cybersecurity for a while now, uh, since the early 2010s, right? So that was the rise of the era of machine learning. And obviously, um, you know, in the 2020s with uh, COVID and remote working, the use and application of AI has increased tremendously. In terms of um, the use cases, actually, I'm not too sure whether you have uh, come across this Gartner AI use case prism for cybersecurity. There are a number of potential benefits and also feasibility being highlighted by the Gartner paper when it comes to AI use case. Um, some of those which we are familiar with includes uh, advanced malware detection, fraud detection, and also behavior analytics. Right. So what you're saying is that AI is not something really new. It's been there since the early 2010. But what we are seeing is that sort of like, you know, the evolution of AI's use in cybersecurity, but maybe with the emergence of generative AI and whatnot, we are seeing a rapid development in that space, right? So, you know, suddenly, like, you know, everyone is able to quickly integrate AI into their cybersecurity solutions, right? Yes, so, 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 so basically, AI in cybersecurity isn't just a, uh, like, like a new trend per se, but rather it's like the new backbone of digital defense. Now, having said that, how do you see AI enhancing cybersecurity technologies and services, particularly in areas like predictive analytics and, you know, uh, scaling security protocols? Well, actually, there's uh, quite a number of benefits to AI in those areas you mentioned, Siva, specifically predictive analytics and also scaling security protocols. So number one, I think, um, obviously, AI learns more over time. AI learns much more over time with the amount of good quality data you'll be able to feed it in and it will be able to digest and make sense of those data into information. Um, two is I believe the AI will be able to handle much more data than what a manual person or human will be able to digest. And uh, last but not least, when I think about AI, it yields consistent results, you know, because it's not affected by human emotions. So when it comes to predictive analytics and scaling security protocols, AI will be able to automate a lot of mundane and routine tasks, digest and ingest a lot of these uh, data turn it into useful, actionable intelligence. Sure, sure. Talking about predictive analytics, and you mentioned about the ability of AI to handle large amount of data. But for, for it to predict, it needs to be trained, right? So I'm yes. curious how um, you know, it, it, it works in cybersecurity because I don't suppose there is one size fits all um, you know, off the shelf cybersecurity integrated with the AI solution, right? So you need to plug this into an environment, say customer A, it has to learn first. So is that the context? You, you mentioned that um, how AI-powered cybersecurity solution will be able to be trained 
and then it can be used to sort of predictive analysis yeah yeah so actually uh, when it comes to ai and cyber security actually there are two parts to it because ai is a very broad term being used across and most of the time uh, individuals often miss mix up for ai and ml so artificial intelligence and machine learning when we speak about uh, predictive analysis a lot of those uh, machine learning components where machine learning is actually a subset of ai ai is the broader umbrella where it does automation machine learning is the part where it um, you know able to learn using algorithms either supervised or unsupervised learning yeah so hunter let's switch gear and talk about primary challenges and limitations right so would you be able to discuss the the primary challenges and limitations that you have encountered with the use of ai in cybersecurity yeah so i do agree with you siva like you mentioned you know there's always two sides to the sword so specific to challenges and limitations when it comes to ai in cybersecurity i've uh, would foresee these couple of items right number one is the trust in the ai systems uh, let me explain a little bit more over here what i mean by the trust in the ai system so as uh, we know ai will need to learn based on the avail- availability of data sets so in the event where the data set is either incomplete bias or there's poor quality training data the results will be affected so that's number one um some other challenges that i foresee is actually a lot of people or a lot of us um, see ai as a black box right so it's very hard to explain and it's very hard to interpret so if uh, uh, an individual will want to either audit or test the rationality of the decision being provided by the ai application it will be very hard to explain given that uh, we do not know exactly what is running behind the system and uh, the third one what i see is um, with ai potentially there will be a lot of price privacy issues specifically around the ethical and regulatory challenges so just say for example uh, ai powered cyber security tool uses a third party ai integration and um, that particular ai component was used to do uh, user behavior analytics on perhaps uh, health insurance data right? so there would be a lot of uh, pii in those data sets understand understand but just to pick on something that you mentioned about you know ai being black box and the challenges with regards to ascertaining the logic um i suppose it could be a huge challenge if we are looking at ai from a different context like for instance in financial systems where um you know the ai algorithm is used to decide whether a customer is bankable or not or a customer can be given a loan right there could be a lot of biases but for cyber security i think that challenge is quite limited right and essentially it's adversary versus non adversary right it's sort of like you know ones and zeros to a certain extent not so i mean it, it could one could argue that you know 
it could lead towards like uh, false positive, false negative. But I, I don't think that is really AI, AI. Uh, that could be uh, your ML model, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But but what's your view on that, right? So whether the black boxness of AI is a huge concern for cybersecurity application. Well, it uh, sometimes it depends. It depends on what your AI powered solution turns up uh, back to you. So we have seen a lot of uh, user behavior analytics solution where they have um, some form of AI data sets, right? So user behavior analytics tools takes information from multiple sources. It can be your uh, SOC scene, it can be your identity access management system, your HR database. So if the AI generative solution, you know, somehow misinterprets uh, employee uh, to be malicious, given the availability of data set, is either non-consistent or poor quality mm. and it turns up a false positive result and we uh, are not able to really understand what yield the result the AI system has uh, came up with. So that was one of my justification behind it, uh, behind it being a black box. Right, right. That That's a great point, right? Yeah, so, um, you know, at the beginning of this question, I did mention about, you know, the two sides to anything, including technology. But what I was alluding to was whether the advancement of artificial intelligence uh, can also be used by the adversaries um, in the context of, you know, it is applied offensively. So can you elaborate on how AI can be used in this context? All right. Okay. So um, if we look at the... AI offensive or uh, offensive AI, there is uh, actual use case of AI already being used for malicious purposes, right? So, um, for example, AI-powered attacks like uh, deepfakes, uh, some malware, and also machine learning for zero-day detection and so on. So, AI rather than used for the good, it also can be used by threat actors and adversaries to somehow reduce the need for manual tasks and makes things uh, more efficient and effective for them. I'm with you on this and usually when it comes to cybersecurity is arms race, right? And yeah. we are always playing Catch-up game. Catch-up game. Yeah. And it's, it's not so difficult to understand and accept, right? So it, there needs to be something that... I mean, there has to be something that happens before we could take action. Mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, you know, every one of us need to think like bad actors, which, which are almost impossible, right? Yeah. So someone has to come up with something with the advent of technology for malicious purpose. Then we like, oh, okay, so there is this new threat actor or, or, or tactic or techniques and we have to like, you know, respond to that to come up with a newer or a better solution to to mitigate those threats, right? So this is always the case. Yeah, agree. Yeah. So until in a field buzzing with buzzwords, you know, cybersecurity, 
Um, sometimes I I get completely lost with all the acronyms that we see on a monthly basis, if not weekly, right? So there are always new terms being thrown into this domain. I face the same challenges now. <laughs> so, so how can businesses effectively discern real AI capabilities in cybersecurity from what's merely a path of, you know, marketing, smokescreen? Yeah, so I think uh, when it comes to this area, Whoever is in the security team during the ev- doing the evaluation and system selection of the product you choose to use must really understand how an AI is specifically used, right? Whether they build their own models, they use their third-party model, is it just AI? Is it AI and ML? Or like what I said earlier, is it a supervised learning, unsupervised learning? Test, ask questions. And also drill down and look at uh, some of the dependencies, whether you, uh, the AI is uh, dependent on availability of data set. And, you know, at best, a lot of uh, security professionals would like to do POC, right? So do a proof of concept, do a proof of value to see how actually the technology functions before we get, uh, you know, clouded into the uh, marketing jargons of uh, everything is AI-powered. That brings me to my next question and also my favorite question. I often ask this question to most of my guests, which is related to skills gap. And there's a lot of talk about AI bridging the cybersecurity skills gap. Like, yeah, in, in what ways are AI-powered solutions addressing the cybersecurity resource and skills gap? Well, Siva, we have one, another thing in common. I like to talk about cybersecurity skill gap as well. So maybe the next time you'll have another show on that. <laughs> yeah, so specifically to how AI can reach the cybersecurity skill gap, I believe uh, a lot of us know that AI does help in a certain extent in security automation and also security ops, right? So it AI functions 24 by 7, so it to a certain extent, would be able to free up some time for security teams to focus on more complex tasks, especially if you look at the SecOps. SecOps typically 24 by 7, you know, you need a trim of uh, level 1, level 2, level 3. So perhaps when you have a strong AI solution doing a lot of uh, security monitoring and making sense of the alerts and incidents, be able to uh, reduce the reliance on the eyes on glass and skill up those level one analysts into level three and potentially also incident responders. So that's how I see AI can reduce a lot of manual effort and allow our teams to focus more on where it needs uh, complex decision making. That brings me to my next question. Um, where does AI fit in relation to human expertise? Like, you know, what's your perspective on the ideal balance between AI automation and human expertise in cybersecurity? I don't suppose that AI is going to completely replace or displace, um, you know, humans, right? So maybe, you know, AI will, at, at least what we are observing right now is that, like you mentioned, AI is taking over those mundane, repetitive stuff. And also, it's moving towards predictive analysis 
um, and, and, and so on. And, you know, with that rapid evolution, I suppose it can do more. But, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is this fear or, um, or maybe there are two schools of thoughts, right? You know, some saying that no way, right? AI will only be uh, used in, in tandem with human expertise and some fear that, you know, AI is going to, you know, really displace, um, you know, human workforce. So what's your perspective on this? Right, right. So I think I'm, I believe I'm with you on this, Siva. So how I see AI is more of a complement, not a substitute of the human workforce. So what we can do is we leverage AI to process a lot of data and run routine tasks, at least, you know, at least <laughs> for now, I can't say about the future. Um, we would be still reliant on, um, you know, the manual security teams in our sectops, in our security functions to leverage on AI solutions. So let's talk about an example, right? If, if you're just talking about, you know, AI blocking, uh, malware and isolating machine, perhaps it can do that well. But then if you're talking about an advanced adversary, right? Running multiple attacks, uh, hitting the organization with uh, ransomware, defacing the website, having uh, confidential information leaked on the dark net at the same time. So how would the AI respond to a multiple form of attacks at the same time? That requires a whole cybersecurity crisis uh, incident response team already. Again, uh, Hunter, that brings me to my next question. You know, at the beginning of this session, you know, you talked about your background and you also touched upon um, what you're doing right now. And you mentioned that you're working for a startup which does uh, automated pen tests. And, and I'm really, really, really curious about this, right? And I do know mm-hmm. that there are a few companies emerging claiming that, you know, they can do automated pen tests, right? So what what, what is this exactly? Of course, you know, we know the traditional methods, but I'm keen mm-hmm. to understand how is this um, automated penetration testing? Right. Okay. <laughs> well, so I think, uh, you know, in order to understand automated penetration testing, you need to be able to uh, understand how usually the pen test process is done. Right? So typically, when you undergo a pen test, you usually do need to do some Things we you do a pot scan, you do a information gathering, you scan for vulnerabilities, then you launch an exploit. So that would require sometimes uh, different different tool sets and also skills and also sometimes manual scripts to execute the manual pen test. This was how we used to do it in the past. However, with uh, automated penetration testing tool, that whole cycle of you know identifying the open ports understanding what services are running, what vulnerabilities exist on the system, and also exploiting those vulnerabilities and, you know, perhaps uh, gaining a reverse shell on the target and generating the report. All of that task will be facilitated by uh, automated penetration testing tool. Sure, sure. Um, does that mean that this automated penetration testing will replace the what you know we have known all this while the traditional way of doing penetration testing. Mm, well, 
like you know personally i would say that we will still require the manual penetration testing but then the automated penetration testing is more of a complement so rather than a lot of organizations they run internal vulnerability assessments right but then we know with vulnerability assessment at times it will churn out uh, hundreds and hundreds of pages of reports depending on how much target you have in the scanning scope due to false positives however very similar to manual pen tests with uh, automated penetration testing uh, solution because we launch the exploits and also by doing that we will eliminate false positive it will yield a faster and more accurate result per se so an uh, automated penetration testing tool will allow you to do uh, penetration testing on demand as and when you require right right so you know typically traditional pen test is you know point in time but automated probably can allow you to do a continuous security test or penetration testing right yeah yeah that's and, right yeah great great so one last question on this is that um what is the level of acceptance by customers or i'm not talking about your customers but mm-hmm. people who are using you know typically like like for instance in my environment i have to share and showcase that i'm doing annual pen test my environment right and then mm-hmm. i have to show or or produce the results or the reports to my customers and at times to my regulators right so this automated penetration testing report and the acceptance level by the customers or even the regulators where are they uh, i mean typically um, you know i've been on the regulatory supervisory side as well right yeah. so when it comes to penetration testing i'm more comfortable to know ah uh, you, you know there are the different levels of expertise even among the penetration testers right you know you see that you know top tier pen testers versus you know mid tier or low tier and you you get that that additional level of assurance if the the pen, the pen testers are at certain stature so so how would this fit into that that perspective like yeah, you know, i yeah. generate that automated penetration testing report and then submit to my customer or my regulator would they accept that yeah. yeah i do agree with you siva uh, if um if you look at the uh, gartner security operation hype cycle actually tools like uh, this automated penetration testing is actually fairly new in the market so in terms of uh, acceptance we are or you know the tools similar in this nature are uh, I won't say widely accepted as of now mm-hmm. so we have to build a lot of awareness and understanding uh first to the internal customers using the solution first thereafter only go for regulators so perhaps uh organizations which are a little bit more traditional or least agile uh, would still prefer the manual methods during penetration testing However, if you need to do uh, that stack ops, right? So like every two weeks spring cycle, it would be hard to get a penetration tester as and when you need it. And so these tools will be able to supplement. It's more for uh, organizations which are 
very proactive in testing their security posture. So now, Anta, looking through the crystal ball, <laughs> what future developments do you foresee in AI-powered cybersecurity? Well, I wish I would have a crystal ball as well so I can develop something, right? <laughs> um, you can ask ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, I can ask ChatGPT. But uh, anyway, back to your question. I, I think uh, when it comes to future developments for AI-powered cybersecurity, perhaps these two areas, um, self-healing and automated remediation, right? So to a certain extent, this is already being practiced in some of the security solutions. However, the, you know, the coverage and comprehensiveness uh, can still be further improved. And um, the other point to note is um, cybersecurity automation. So as of now, there's a lot of AI-powered cybersecurity tools. A lot of it put in silo, right? You have different, different manual AI-powered cybersecurity tools. Everything is AI-powered now. You have uh, AI-powered TVM, you know, AI-powered DLP, AI-powered GRC. So a lot of them, they work in silo. Potentially or eventually, there's a use case to, you know, consolidate some of these, uh, either reporting or automation capabilities, I think that would be a big game-changer for uh, many organizations. Agree, agree. I mean, that's a great point and that is something that I aspire to do um, even in 2024. Um, um, As you you mentioned, right, they all work in silo and not only silo, to exacerbate the situation, we have 10 solutions for one problem. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so crowded that you wonder, you know, how many things that do you have to buy to 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 you know put in place to have a robust cybersecurity program. So one of yeah. the main things that I intend to do in 2024 is really to consolidate. Um, mm-hmm. you know, of course, it's not a matter of putting all eggs in one basket, but you know, yeah. I intend to segmentize my cybersecurity um uh, landscape. Uh, and then look at you know how the certain segment can be addressed with a single solution which can do more. Of course, there will be trade-offs, right? You know, there is no perfect solution out there. But having that ability to understand the trade-off and then you know accept that that you know residual risk. And I suppose you have a a, a good and robust working cybersecurity program. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree with you on that. Siva, uh, it would be a very good initiative and uh, I wish you best of luck with that initiative as well. I mean, we all need the best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, we have come to the end, Hunter. But before that, you know, that question still remains, right? Whether AI-powered cybersecurity is a real deal or marketing flaw. If you were to answer the question, what would be the answer? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I would have to say it's a real deal um, just for the benefit of all, you know, clients and consumers of this solution. Um, you know, give it some thought in terms of evaluating how and where the AI is used so that, uh, you know, we don't just see the surface, but really deep dive into the technology itself. Um, I'm a 
you know, when it comes to AI, there there is a lot of fear out there. There are skepticism, right? Um, people are worried that you know bad things will skyrocket. But mm-hmm. I'm a glass half full kind of a guy, and mm-hmm. I'm yep. excited about the prospect of what artificial intelligence is bringing to cybersecurity. Yeah, like you, like you mentioned earlier, I constantly grapple with lack of human resources. It's mm-hmm. a constant battle for me to go to my board and ask for more people, for example. So, but you know, really, AI will be able to alleviate a lot of my pain points, um, automation, and and so on and so forth. I'm I'm really excited. In fact, like I mentioned earlier, part of the consolidation for 2024 is also to acquire more AI-powered cybersecurity solution to put in place. Yep. So, Hunter, uh, before we sign off, let's step away from the world of ones and zeros. And, and the question is, what do you do in your spare time? Any interesting hobbies or passions that you want to share? Well, uh, okay. So, I personally, I enjoy uh, quite a fair bit of uh, learning and speaking. So, in my spare time... Um, you know, if I have an opportunity, I would uh, speak or even do some cybersecurity training on the side as my way to give back and contribute back to the community. Nice. So that's what I like to do. Yeah, but it's still cybersecurity. Uh, anything <laughs> out of cybersecurity? <laughs> you, you sound like a guy that, you know, sleep. I mean, you, you sound like a guy that you eat, bathe, sleep. Dream about cybersecurity. I'm, I'm sure you do something about cybersecurity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's um, I work out uh, quite a fair bit. So I try to, you know, focus on health because uh, you know, uh, health is wealth on the crown, the poor man see, right? So wow. health is very important. I uh, would, uh, you know, wish uh, all of our listeners here today. To, you know, constantly pay attention to good, good health, uh, do some exercise and also eat healthy and also, uh, you know, pay attention to mental health as well. Right, right. That's the word of wisdom from Hunter. All right, Hunter, we have come to the end. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's been a pleasure hosting you and thank you so much for uh, being candid. And I'm very sure that um, our listeners will have plenty of key takeaways about this, you know, super exciting topic that is going around, <laughs> not just in cybersecurity, right? It's 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 cutting across all verticals. But yeah, again. Thank you, Siva. The pleasure is all mine. And uh, again, I wish you the very best. <laughs>